I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I am passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hi guys, I hope you are having a great week so far. I am super excited about today's episode. I am interviewing my friend Shauna Dexter. She owns Recreating Rays, which is a spray tanning business here in Kansas City. We got connected years ago through a mutual friend, actually someone who worked out at the same place as me, um, told me that she was opening her first studio and she was interested in starting to work with influencers. Now that feels like a million years ago and influencers were still a very new thing. But anyway, we connected immediately. We had a lot in common, I guess, personality wise, and I just fell in love with her and I've been working with her ever since. And it has been really fun to be a small part in her business's growth and just watching everything that they've accomplished the past several years. So today we are diving into a variety of topics. We're going to start out by talking a little bit about spray tanning do's and don'ts because thankfully spray tans are a lot more popular these days, especially as opposed to tanning beds. Um, We talk about skin cancer, sun safety, things like that. So spray tans are such an amazing way to get a safe glow that looks so good. They have come such a long way. They don't make you look like an oompa loompa (laughs) like people used to think. Um, But this time of year, especially, of course, a lot of people want to be tan for weddings and vacations and all the things. So whether you are local to Kansas City or not, I think you'll really enjoy hearing these tips on how to best prep for a spray tan, how you can care for it afterward to maintain it as long as possible. And then after that, we dive into entrepreneurship and talk through Shauna's journey from starting her business in her basement as a one woman show while working a full time job to where she is now working completely for herself with two studios, employing tons of women, and now her husband full-time. So as a fellow business owner, I personally found it extremely inspiring, and I hope many of you will as well. Lastly, before we dive in, I want to preface by saying that this was one of the first interviews that I recorded, and I was still kind of figuring out this whole podcasting thing. So unfortunately, her audio is a little bit muffled. At the time, I thought I would be able to fix it when I went in to edit, but sadly, that was not the case. So you live and you learn. So thank you for giving me grace on that. Um, But I hope you will stick with us and listen anyway, because she has so much great value to provide in this episode, and I really, really think you'll take so much away from it. So here we go. All right. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for this show today. I'm sitting down with my friend, Shauna. We connected years ago, and she's just one of those people that I just immediately clicked with her. We have, I think, similar uh, bold personalities, <laughs> to say the least, and I'm sure you'll notice that through our, throughout our conversation, but she is so inspiring I'm so pumped mm-hmm. for this conversation to just talk about so many things. She is, I'll actually just go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell people who you are, what you do, and all the things. And we'll be diving into a lot of that today. Okay. Well, thank you. I feel very similarly about you. <laughs> and you said that about being bold. I don't know that I'm really that bold. I'm very much an introvert, but I'm good at faking it most of the time <laughs> these days. Yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to fake it. But mm-hmm. um, so my name is Shauna Dexter. I'm the owner of Recreating Ray's Spray Tan Studios here in Kansas City. 
Um, we have two locations, one in Olathe and one in the River Market in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I am a wife and a stepmom to three now grown-ups, which is the wildest thing ever. <laughs> I cannot believe that they're in their 20s and self-sufficient and off the payroll, every parent's dream. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, my husband and I have been married for almost 15 years. And wow. so I spent a good chunk of my life and all of my entrepreneurial life um, as a full-time stepmom. So I went from being this like single fun-loving gal to a full-time mom of three in about two and a half years. So wow. yeah. that was a wake-up call. Yeah. Um, especially being an only child and really yeah. not understanding any of that sibling rivalry stuff. <laughs> um, but it's been an awesome journey. My life has turned out in a way I never could have fathomed. Um, and now in my mid forties, I am just, I'm so grateful for the journey. Yeah. And it's been so incredible to watch you over these past few years. I'm trying to think of when we even initially connected, if it was like 2016, maybe um, six years ago. Is that right? I don't. Well, no, I think it was like around 17. 17. That's okay. when we opened this first uh, Olathe studio. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because I was I'm trying to think I was like, I think at the time I was either engaged or about to get married or something like that. Um, so you was, never got to experience the basement spray tan setup. Oh my gosh. So. Yes. I missed that, <laughs> that season of the business. You did. Yes. You did. <laughs> yes. So yes, she is, like she said, she owns a spray tanning business here in Kansas city called recreating rays. So I've been, you know, I hate the word influencer, but you know, that's kind of what it is. I've been yes, an influencer <laughs> for since 2015. And we kind of connected that way. We had a mutual friend and she kind of put me in touch with you to help you kind of promote the, the your business a little bit. And um, that's kind of how it all started. And again, I can't believe we're here and just watching you and your business grow so, so much over these past several years. And, and again, you growing as an individual, which we'll get into that right. part as well. Um, but I want to start with just talking about spray tanning, you're passionate about spray tanning. And I'd love to to hear a little bit more about your why behind that. Why are you passionate about, you know, taking care of your skin and achieving that glow that everyone wants these days in a safe way? Um, can you speak to your kind of background with that part of things? Yeah, so I actually got my first spray tan in um well, I got my first one out of a booth in like 1999, maybe 2000 when they first came out and it was horrendous and we will not even go there about that experience. <laughs> we'll have to dig up some pictures of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I look like I just rolled around in some dirt. Um, so bad, but you know, I'm very fair naturally. Um, I have dark hair, but I have very light eyes, German, Irish descent. So I have always been the pale white girl who was teased <laughs> like relentlessly yeah. about my skin. And so um, all through high school, I went to tanning beds like everybody did in the 90s. I mean, it was just the thing you did. Yeah. And it didn't matter. I was turning red. I was burning in the tanning beds. Didn't matter. Um, you know, I was still believing that maybe someday I was going to get a base tan and I would actually not burn anymore. Uh -huh. yeah. Never yeah. happened. <laughs> um, and spoiler alert, I ended up with skin cancer yeah. um, in my mid 30s. So 
it actually kind of led me down this path. I can't say that skin cancer made me um, become a spray tanner or start a spray tanning business. I actually was diagnosed with skin cancer about two years after I started my business. Okay. So initially, um, it was just vanity. Like I yeah. went and got spray tans a couple of places and it was pretty good. Like the results were decent, but you know, the service was terrible and really, you know, I used to watch, I still watch embarrassing moment here. I watched the real housewives. Like <laughs> I, okay. I'm sure a lot of listeners do <laughs> see their spray tans and they always looked immaculate yeah. even, you know, 11 years ago when the technology was not what it is today. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wait, there's got to, there's something out there. Right. So after a couple bad experiences, I literally called my husband from the well, I was at a salon. It was a woman who did hair, who did spray tans on the side. And, um, she, it was a terrible experience that morning. And I just called my husband from the parking lot and I said, I'm going to be a spray tanner. And I didn't really know what that meant, what that entailed. I didn't know if I needed a license. I didn't know anything about it, but I just went home and started researching everything. And literally that, so I had my first spray tan actual, like, Someone spraying me March 2011 and July 13th, 2011, I did my first tan for money and recreating Raise with Warm. So wow, it was a amazing. very quick process. Yeah. And I just dove in and it was, I, everything I learned, I loved and it just became a big challenge to me. Yeah. And then, like I said, I was diagnosed with skin cancer a couple of years later and that changed the game for me. Um, as far as it being about, you know, so much more than yeah. just vanity. Right. Everybody loves to be tan, but to be tan in a safe way. Yeah. Um, you know, skin cancer is the most diagnosed cancer. It's the one that typically grows on the outside of our body and we can see, mm-hmm. but not in all cases. I actually have a friend who was just diagnosed with stage three melanoma. They cannot find an originating spot and it's in her lymph nodes. And so, you know, there's all these things that, um, go along with sun worshiping and it's not just tanning beds. I, I think there are so many misconceptions out there about people thinking, well, I can lay out in the sun. That's so much better than going in a tan and tanning bed. No, it's not right. (laughs) No, it's not. And you will pay for it eventually one way or the other, no matter how you're getting that I'm all for vitamin D. 20 minutes outside in the sunshine, woohoo, live your life, but know your limits and know what's good for you. And then also know that, you know, when you're in your mid forties, it's going to catch up to you. (laughs) Let me just tell you, as I'm spending thousands of dollars to take care (laughs) of all the uh, sun issues. So Absolutely. And right, not just the the way that our skin may look, but absolutely that skin cancer piece. And my mom was diagnosed with melanoma when I was in college. Thankfully, they found it really early. Um, And it was just kind of a a freak coincidence that she even found it. Um, She was at 
a gathering with friends and someone mentioned that they had a cancerous mole removed and they were like, hey, everyone, get your skin checked, you know, and, right. and they just were pretty adamant about it because they were like, you know, a lot of people don't do this. And so she decided to just go spontaneously get one. Thank God, because she had melanoma. And um, again, when they catch it really early, they're able to, you know, it was a big surgery. She has a huge scar right. from it, but she's here, you know, several years right. later. So thank God. Um, it's very but, treatable. Yeah. It's very treatable when found early. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing is, and I tell people all the time, you should be getting a skin check from a dermatologist. Yeah. Not from your general practitioner. They don't mm-hmm. do this every day. They are not as trained as a dermatologist. Please go see a dermatologist every year. Let them give you a once over and just be confident knowing, you know, so many people are afraid to go do those things, but it's really preventative care. Right. They're afraid of what they might find out. Well, wouldn't you rather know now yeah. than six years from now? And if you're going annually, then chances yeah. are anything that's there, you're going to catch early. Exactly. And that's the key. Yep. So, so true. And, and just if anyone is nervous about what a skin check entails, Mm -hmm. it literally takes like 10 minutes. It's painless. You know, even if they do have to biopsy something, they quickly numb it. You don't even feel it, (laughs) you know, so it is so, so worth just having that peace of mind, knowing that you've done that and making sure that everything looks okay. So yeah, I wanted to touch on that because especially I don't know 100% when this is coming out, but Mm -hmm. it'll be close to May, which is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. And of course, during the summer, which is very timely as people are spending a lot of time in the sun. Um, Obviously, you know, protect your skin, try to seek out the shade and wear your SPF and all those things. <laughs> the shade is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I will go find the one little corner of the earth where there is the tiniest bit of shade. And yeah. I, that's where you will find me. And yeah. my husband knows, don't ask me to go to a football or baseball game if the seats aren't in the shade. Yeah. Well, I know the older I get, I'm like, okay, it is not enjoyable just being like in the hot ass sun. <laughs> It is not. You know, it's really it not. It's not. You just are frying. It's like, yeah. mm, not know. worth it. It's not, not fun it. for me. I agree. Well, okay. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that background because I think that's obviously such a important take home that I hope everyone remembers and for will sure. schedule their skin check today if they haven't already. Um, yes. But yeah, moving on to spray tans and what you do specifically at Recreating Rays. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what you feel makes recreating rays different because as you know a customer for the past several years I know that there's something special about your business and I know you Mm -hmm. know that too and everyone who's gone to recreating rays knows that so it's just like this thank you you've created this culture that's really incredible and it makes me sad for people who aren't local that they may not be able to experience it but if you're ever in Kansas City and you need a spray tan uh, make sure you check it out but um, or who knows, maybe she'll expand uh, nationally someday. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> but I'd love to hear you talk about, yeah, what makes your business different and special and how you've created this culture that just helps women just feel so good about themselves the moment they walk Aww. through the doors from literally from the aesthetics of the studio to the women that you employ, including yourself. So yeah, tell us all about that. Well, we all know that you know, spray tanning is not the um, most comfortable position for most people to be in. Right. It is very vulnerable. And as someone who was a client before I was an owner, I understand that vulnerability. 
I have many of my own body issues, just like every other woman on the planet. And Mm -hmm. so the thought of going and getting undressed in front of a total stranger was something that was like terrifying to me. And it honestly was a lot of what I felt was wrong with the service that I was receiving um, other places. And so I really, it, what it came down to initially was how do I want to be treated? Mm-hmm. What would make me feel good? And, um, you know, I have grown this business in a way, you know, built this community that I can't even believe exists today. Um, but we have found a way to connect with women who are in a very vulnerable state. And I've been lucky enough to hire women who are amazing at mm-hmm. connecting with people yeah. and at making them feel comfortable because that's the end of the day, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Our job is to make you feel comfortable and confident. I know that when we are done with our job, you are going to feel 1 million times better about yourself Yeah. Um, just by adding a little color to your skin. I always say we spray confidence. That's what we do. <laughs> I love and, that. <laughs> and so, you know, recreating rays is, I've made every effort to make it just this homey, beautiful space. Um, I think it is important, the aesthetic of the space. I've been in some places everywhere I go. When I travel, I get a spray tan and I have been in some nasty places, (laughs) you know, with like this solution, it is sticky. It is hard to keep your space clean. And I have been in places where there has been hair stuck on the baseboards from just years of buildup and it's just oh, gross. Um, so <laughs> I knew all the things I didn't want to do yeah. essentially. And then just being myself, I think just being who I am um, has just slowly built this community of like-minded women who believe in the same things I believe in. And, you know, that's really just like treating people with a golden rule, like treat people how you want to be treated and life will be good. (laughs) And so we just run our business that way. And I say we and our, because, you know, while yes, I 100% own this business, um, my business is nothing without the women who work for me and work with me every day. And I know that. So it is, you will hear me say we and our a lot. <laughs> when I say we and our, it is um, the now 14 women who work at Recreating Rays wow. um, here in Kansas City. So That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool too that you obviously you take a very collaborative approach. You care about your employees and their, I know that you take their opinions and everything into For account sure. as well. Um, yeah. They're a huge part of it too. That's a big, big thing for me. And when um, we do interviews, Amanda will always say, you know, the big, the first, one of the first questions is how well do you adapt to change? Because Shauna always has an idea. Like (laughs) Shauna is never lacking ideas of how we can be better. And Shauna will always ask you to implement those ideas. But then I will also be very open-minded and willing to listen when you come back to me and say, this isn't working and here's why. Mm-hmm. And so they are the people who work there every day. Now, no one knows this business like they do. Right. And so, and not even me, I admit, I will walk in there some days now. And I'm like, I do not know how to do anything. <laughs> I don't know how to check a person out. 
Yeah. Because they have just developed these processes and procedures that just totally blow me away. Yeah. Um, but that's the power of a really strong team and a mm-hmm. strong team of women who are smart and collaborative and always, they are also always trying to improve mm-hmm. how we do things. So absolutely. It's all them. <laughs> well, you guys do an awesome job of working together. And like Thank I said, you. it's, it's something that is very evident when you come through the doors. You know, I, I think it's, it's really cool to see women getting along, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's, it's sad that that's like not always the norm, but Uh-oh. it is just such, such a, like, just welcoming. It's it's hard to explain and it almost makes we, me emotional because yeah. every time I walk through Recreating Rays, I like make a new friend, I feel like. We protect that with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we have made some hires that were not the best and we will be the first ones to admit that. But we've also learned from those lessons. And um, frankly, if there are red flags being thrown up, we cut that person loose real quick because yeah. no one person is bigger than the group. No one person is more important than what we have worked 10 years to build. And so, um, you know, just that having these women who have worked with me and for me anywhere from five years to now, literally, we still have people who are just in training, you know, but they have helped establish that culture and it's Mm -hmm. important to them and they want to get along with the people they work with. Right. And so, you know, it can be a lot of drama. Let's be honest. Like yeah. we've all been in those situations, even just in friend groups where women can be catty. Yeah. And I have always said, like, who wants to work in an environment like that? No one. Right. And so we're very big about communication. We're very big about if you have a problem with someone, you take it to them. Mm-hmm. You don't bring it to Amanda. You don't bring it to Shauna. You take it to them and you try to work it out first. And that has served us well. So good. And honestly, that's like a life lesson that I think everyone, <laughs> everyone yes. can benefit from. It's like, let's maybe not be passive aggressive or talk behind each other's backs. For let's sure. like address it and talk through things. Cause you know, we're all adults here that could probably resolve a lot of things. I commend girls a lot. Like, um, you know, most of them are in their twenties. And if I had the communication skills that they have when I was in my twenties, hell, I'd be like, who knows where I'd be by now. <laughs> But they really, they care. Mm -hmm. And so, and they care about each other. And so even when somebody rubs somebody the wrong way or says something that hurts someone's feelings, they take it to each other and they address it. And I, you know, when we did our year end reviews, I had some conversations that were just like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so impressed with how this has been handled. So that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Women listen up. <laughs> right. Talk it out. Everyone Stop talking about that. each other. Yeah. Oh, it's ugly. I know. I agree. And I, I love too that you mentioned kind of touching on you individually as a business owner, the fact that you are so receptive to feedback. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with too is constructive criticism or, you know, mm-hmm. hearing what people have to say. Um, that's something that I admittedly do struggle with at times too. too. Um, but we all have room for improvement in all areas of life, whether it's work 
for relationships. I think that's right. definitely a struggle if Ethan, you know, critiques something or vice versa. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that, right? But right. it definitely can be helpful and helps us grow. Um, so that's that's important. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I, I am the same way. I don't always love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. But because I am a very sensitive person too. And so yeah. I want to be good at all the things and I never want to disappoint anybody. And so knowing that, you know, something I did maybe hurt somebody or disappointed them, or even it was just an idea I had and it didn't work out. I'm like, Oh, wait, what? Like yeah. I have all the best ideas. Are you kidding <laughs> right, me? Right. But yes, you being receptive to that and then just moving on with life. Exactly. Yeah. Makes you a very good leader to have that skill. So that's a a good one. Hey friends, interrupting this conversation really fast to tell you about a brand I love and that is Hill and Hazel. Hill and Hazel is an online boutique owned by my friend Hillary that sells the freaking cutest clothes at affordable prices. She launches new items every single week and I promise you will not be disappointed. Check out her page at Shop Hill and Hazel on Instagram and you'll see what I mean. Whether you need some cute tops for going out with friends, a new dress for weddings, baby showers, or other festivities, or even shoes and accessories, she has you covered. She offers a great mix of basics and closet staples, as well as fun and unique items that you will love. You can use my code SHANNA10 to get 10% off your purchase at hillandhazel.com. Happy shopping! Um, okay, so let's talk about, first of all, spray tans specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. give us all your knowledge. Obviously you've learned so much over the past many years of doing this for people who, again, hopefully during the summertime, people will be going to spray tans more for, you know, all the weddings or vacations or all the things that they have coming up. Um, so give us the tips on how to prep for a spray tan. What can we do to yield the best results before we get a spray? Exfoliate. That is always going to be my number one you need to exfoliate your skin. But if we back it up a little bit before that, I think women do not do a good job of taking care of their skin in general. Yeah, A lot of women pay attention to the 4% of the skin that is on their face and they completely disregard the other 96%. Mm-hmm. So then when they come into us and their tan flakes off in three days or it's streaky or uneven or whatever the case may be, Sadly, like we can only do so much. The quality of your result is completely dependent upon the quality of the canvas you give us to put it on. Yeah. And so, you know, exfoliating is huge. Getting off that top layer of dead skin so that, you know, essentially what we're doing is dyeing the top layer of your skin. And so the DHA, the active ingredient, is adhering to the amino acids in that top layer. And so if that is uneven and not exfoliated, A, you're not, your tan is not going to last nearly as long. Your skin is shedding every 10 to 14 days. Well, it's shedding constantly, but average, it will stay on there for about 10 to 14 days until you have a whole new set of skin cells on the top layer. But anyway, you know, it's so dependent. It's very individual, which makes what we do very hard. Um, because everybody's skin is so different, but the big, big, big thing is going to be exfoliate, shave. And then my best advice is start taking care of your skin long before you come see us, Mm -hmm. because once you come and see us and we spray a spray tan on you, then aftercare is only going to get you so far. If your, if the canvas you gave us is not in great shape to begin with. 
So yeah. So do you have any favorite methods for exfoliating? Like, do um, you recommend using a mitt of some sort? Yeah. Or? So we we sell an, an exfoliating mitt, and I do love that because it does a very it's very even. And it's a little harsh. I'm not going to lie. Like that is meant to take off the top layer of your skin and it works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I swear you've never had your skin be that smooth before. And um, it's just really, I don't know, scrubs are great. I love a good body scrub, but you don't want to use anything that's oil-based. Oils will block the absorption of the spray tan product. So you have to be really careful about what that is. And almost all scrubs are oil-based. Yeah. So be careful about what you use, but even just a washcloth, a wet washcloth is better than nothing. Yeah. So anything that can just help get that top dead layer of skin off, we're all for. Okay. And what about when it comes to shaving? Is there like a certain mm-hmm. time frame? Because I know that at one point I would shave like immediately before I came. Mm-hmm. And then you told me not to. <laughs> um, you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So tell us why that's wrong. <laughs> I think for the longest time, everybody thought that, you know, you should shower right immediately before your spray tan. Yeah. And we have seen now this is there has been no scientific study done on this. But I can tell you after a decade of doing spray tans and seeing thousands of bodies and skin and whatnot, the solution does not absorb as well if you come in and it is waterlogged. So if you have not had at least four to six hours since you showered, the solution is not going to adhere to your skin as well. And so that same goes with shaving. You know, shaving right before is going to... Um, potentially, especially everybody uses these razors with these mega moisturizing strips on them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is likely going to leave some residue behind on your skin that then can block the absorption of the tan. Those are usually, I don't even know what's on those strips. Who knows? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't love them, Um, but everybody uses them. So it's just something we have to deal with, but you know, if you can shave, we always say 24 hours in advance. I say, if you're getting tan in the evening, morning of is sufficient. It's yeah. just fine. Take a shower, rinse off. And then also you will hear all the time. Don't put lotion on your skin the day of your spray tan. Mm. I tend to disagree with that. I don't want you putting lotion on within four to six hours of your spray tan. But again, if you're getting tan in the evening, you can put lotion on in the morning because your skin is likely going to be cracking off by the time you come see me mm. if you don't. Um, okay. And it's going to have plenty of time to absorb in a time frame like that. So we don't want you to put it on right before you come see us, but I don't want you to be uncomfortable all day either. Right. Okay. Yeah. So having just generally well moisturized skin. Is, yes. Is <laughs> which no one does. Yeah. But I, I, to be honest, I don't really, unless I have a spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'll I'll try to keep that in mind because I have some nice lotions, including the Recreating Rays lotion yes. that I should be using. But and we're coming out with a body serum that I'm actually mm-hmm. in development in the R&D phase on right now because as I said, I believe everybody should take care of the 96% of skin that is not on their face. And yes. so it is a skincare 
facial skincare quality serum nice made for your body amazing so, Ooh, yeah. i'm excited for that it's ex- yay it's good stuff Stay tuned, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I something I get questions about a lot, or I I did at least in mm-hmm. the past several years, is tanning during pregnancy. And obviously, we have to say, you know, talk to your doctor. That's always, always. you know, always the the way to go. But I personally did get spray tans during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I felt comfortable with it. Uh, ironically, or before, you know, before COVID, you had people wear a mask. Um, and yes. I happened to be pregnant during COVID. And so right. I wore a mask anyway. Right. Um, so it just kind of, you know, came full circle that way. And I've gotten them while nursing as well. And this is funny. <laughs> I love that you started doing this. So I would go with the sticky nursing pads, the sticky side on my boobs to just cover my nipples right. for nursing. And it worked like a charm. And now they keep them on hand for nursing moms. So <laughs> yes, we have we have pasties. After yes. Hannah, I had to use post-it notes. <laughs> I forgot them when one she, time. When she was nursing. <laughs> um, we now stock pasties for our clients because so you just never know. So yeah. we want to make sure we are prepared for anything and everything. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so individualized. Again, it's such a personal decision. We tell everyone, have a conversation with your doctor. If your doctor's okay with it, so are we. And we tan a lot of pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And we do. We continue to have people wear masks. For me, that's just an extra safety precaution. Yeah. The real risk, we know that spray tans do not absorb into your bloodstream or anything like that. It is superficial. If they did absorb deep, in, deep enough to do that, they would last a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just very superficial application. Any risk involved is going to be with inhalation. And there's just not any studies. Um, There have not been any studies done in the decade I've been doing this. So we are proactive. We say here, wear this mask. At the very end, you take the mask off. You hold your breath when we're spraying your face anyway. So that's just the best thing we can do to help prevent any sort of inhalation and make people feel comfortable and confident. I mean, that's the best thing about spraying pregnant women. A lot of them don't feel the best about yeah. their bodies when they come see us and to see them leave feeling much better mm-hmm. makes us happy. Absolutely. Yes. I got several during, you know, I, I know I got one during the first trimester and then second and then, you know, mm-hmm. late in my pregnancy. And I definitely felt like a new woman, <laughs> especially when I was Every like 32 time. weeks and I got a spray. I was like, okay, there, I needed that. <laughs> you would not, you would be surprised how many women come in and see us right before they deliver because yeah. they're like, okay, there's going to be all these photos. True. And I'm not going to be wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah. And so, all right, so uh, shout out Michelle Courier. I hope you hear this because I will never forget. She was the first person that ever came to me and she was like, yeah, I am delivering tomorrow and I want to be tan. And I was like, gosh, I love you. I love you, that. That is amazing. So yes, yeah. let's do this. She was the first, but definitely not the last. Yeah. I was going to say one last little self-care thing before mm-hmm. baby comes. That's That's the way to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. For sure. Um, and then I think we we touched on this a little bit, but so would your biggest tip for maintenance post spray tan just be mostly moisturizing? Um, I guess yes. there's a, also a lot of questions too about like working out after a spray tan. Oh gosh. So working out, sweat is a natural exfoliant. It is going to lift your dead skin cells 
And then when you're wearing a sports bra or tight clothing on top of that and it's rubbing, it's going to fade your tan, period, mm-hmm. the end. You know, it's just how it is. Um, we are currently testing a sweat-proof tan that mm-hmm. we are getting good feedback on. I got to be honest. I'm like, how does this work? Yeah. I don't know because it does not make any sense to me yeah. as someone who has been doing this for 10 years. But the feedback we have gotten has been great. So, and the manufacturer swears it works. So we have been testing that and we do hope to be able to carry that this summer with, um, with some better results because we do have a lot of clients who work out a lot and consistently. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be like, oh yeah, skip your workouts while you got your spray tan. No. Right. Um, but it's just, it is what it is. Honestly, it's a fake tan. <laughs> and right. We just have to accept that. Yeah. It is fake. It is superficial. It is never going to wear like a real tan. And it's just a part of life. And so it will fade quicker from sweat. Um, You want to avoid mineral oil-based products, alcohol-based products. That includes perfume and body sprays. A lot of people will just spray a perfume right on their chest and it will eat their tan right off. Hmm. So those are something. And then sulfates and body washes. You know, everybody, I swear, Dove is a monopoly. Um, they like 95% of people use Dove body wash. <laughs> it is not the best. It is so moisturizing. It is just leaving a film on your skin and making you think that you're moisturized. You're not, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it also contains sulfate. And so anything that gets super sudsy, that's going to be because of a sulfate typically. So we want to avoid those. I always, we, our standard response is only soap your pits in private. <laughs> the you essentials. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Soap the essentials, pits yeah. in private. There you go. Hey. It, it Otherwise, works. just let the water do its job yeah. and let your skin's natural oil do its job too. Like body washes dry your skin out so much. You're stripping your skin of natural oils by using body washes and hot showers. I know everybody loves the freaking scalding shower (laughs) but so bad for your skin so yeah yeah I know it's so hard not to though it feels especially in the winter yeah (laughs) you know I get it I get it yeah I know right before this offline we were talking about uh taking baths and she said that they are not good for spray tans but they're good for your mental health (laughs) so we have to we have to find that balance somewhere (laughs) and I do it every day and I think it's the you know honestly I have found that I can sit in a bath for 20, 30 minutes and it will not fade my tan, but I take good care of my skin. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) She practiced what she preaches. Um, Most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Taking a quick break to tell you about one of my favorite snacks. If you're a busy mom like me, you probably eat random snacks while rushing from one thing to the next more often than you'd like. And if you're looking for an option that tastes delicious and actually provides some protein and keeps you full for a while, I highly recommend Aloha Bars. They have so many yummy flavors and no joke, I eat them all the time. Like my purse and car door are overflowing with wrappers. It's embarrassing. But anyway, all of the flavors that involve chocolate are my favorite. So especially peanut butter cup and chocolate chip cookie dough. They even have minis for those times when you need just a little something to hold you over. Another thing I love about these bars is that they're gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, 
and vegan, so they're a really great option for anyone who has food allergies or certain dietary restrictions. You can use my discount code wellnessforthewin for 15% off or use the affiliate link in the show notes to save. I hope you guys love them as much as I do. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, so moving back into kind of the business entrepreneur side of things, because as someone who is, you know, finally like owning the word business owner, um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to, I think it's hard to get to that point where you're like, okay, I am a business owner. Um, At least it it was for me anyway. I think our, you know, businesses look different. But anyway, in this kind of influencer world, um, blogging, things like that, it's hard mm-hmm. to get to a point where you feel like you're taking yourself seriously enough to, to say you're a business owner. But anyway, that's a whole another tangent. <laughs> but you have been a business owner for a long time. And like you mentioned before, you started in your basement. So mm-hmm. what made you, were you working full time somewhere as you, when you started that? And you know, how long did it take before you were like, okay, you know what, I'm ready to take this leap to do it full time? Yeah, so I worked full time in marketing um, for an engineering firm here in town. And I was working um, 7.30 to 5, Monday through Friday. And I would come home and I would tan from 6 to 9 or 10 every night. Wow. So for two and a half years, I did that. And um I was passionate about it. I loved what I was doing. Not going to lie. Like I love the extra money. I loved sure. that I could go eat at Chipotle all the time and I could <laughs> buy myself whatever I wanted because at the time I always just really thought it would be a side gig. I thought mm-hmm. it would be extra money. And I never, at least initially in the first probably year and a half, never really thought like this was going to become well, I never could have fathomed what it is now. Yeah. But, you know, I remember I wrote this makeshift business plan when I decided I was going to do this. And I uh, said, you know, my five-year goal was to be self-employed. Well, I became self-employed in two and a half years. And that really just came because I was burnt out. I couldn't keep doing both. Yeah. I could not keep working, you know, 12, 14-hour days every day and be a wife and a mom and be present. So, um, you know, after a lot of talks with my husband, we just decided to do it. You know, he had a great stable job. He was able to provide health insurance, which that is a tangent I will get off on today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, he was able to, provide for us. And, you know, when I took the leap, it was in the spring. This is a very seasonal business Mm -hmm. getting to be less so, but it, you know, spring and summer, we are busy. And so even when it was just me, I actually had a Facebook memory pop up the other day and it said, it was like seven years ago or eight years ago. It's like busiest day in recreating race history. We have, I have 12 tans today. Yeah, now we do like, you know, seven or eight times that in a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did not know anything about being a business owner. And that's yeah. just the blunt truth. Like I even when I quit my full-time job, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And I got smacked down hard in the fall um when things slowed down and dried up. And I hadn't really been doing it long enough to know those trends and to know what was going to happen. And so um, 
I remember I have a very vivid memory of sitting on my couch and crying and not being able to pay myself like a hundred dollars one week to even like help buy groceries for our family. And I looked at my husband, I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I think I'm just supposed to go back and sit in a cubicle. And he had a little come to Jesus with me and, um, you know, shoved me forward. And I will say, you know, I was blessed in divine intervention. I don't know what it was, but my old boss came back to me um, after a year after I quit. And she said, Lindsay, who had replaced me, was going out on maternity leave and they needed someone part time and they would let me work from home, which they did not let anyone do. And it would be Monday through Wednesday and I could do half days and all of this. And it was just like it aligned in a way that it allowed me to keep doing my business. Mm-hmm. And to still stay very focused on my business, but also to give me a little bit of a cushion yeah, and a known amount of money coming in every week. Right. And then honestly, I started using that money to invest in a business coach mm-hmm. and that changed everything for me. Hmm. And okay. so I was only supposed to be there for like three to four months. And I ended up staying a year um, just because they needed my help. And I saw all the things I was learning from my coach and it allowed me to invest in myself and that changed everything. I, I still see that coach monthly, um, wow. you know, eight years later. So, wow, that's amazing. And that's super valuable for, again, people like me, but anyone who's listening, who is either a current entrepreneur who feels like they don't know what the hell they're doing <laughs> yes. um, or, you know, most none of us, of us don't. yeah, I was going to say, most of us have so much to learn and we're constantly learning, but also, you know, just like we were talking before we started recording here, the value in investing in yourself and mm-hmm. delegating and, you know, putting money into things that can help you grow. Like you were saying too, giving people the ability to do what they're good at, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and and recognizing that a lot of people are better at certain things than we are and letting go of that control can be really, really hard when your business is like your baby, but it can be so beneficial for everyone involved when you do kind of give that up a little bit. So you will end up burnt out if you try to do everything. That yeah. I don't care who you are. If you try to do everything related to your business, most of us didn't go to school to start a business. Right. Most of us started a business and have no freaking clue what we're doing. <laughs> and you yep. learn along the way. But for me, you know, of course, initially I could not afford to hire an accountant or a bookkeeper or a business coach. But what I've always found now, you know, all these years later is you take that little bit of risk and you spend that little bit of money and it comes back to you tenfold. Because when you have people on your team who are good at what they do, it allows you to be good at what you do and to focus all your time and energy on that instead of wasting your time trying to figure out, you know, I don't know know how to do the first thing in QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I pay somebody to do it every month and she's an amazing asset to my business and she helps guide me and I trust her. Yeah. And that's huge. That's yeah. how you grow. Mm-hmm. You have to invest in yourself and you have to invest in your business or you will be stagnant and you will get burnt out. Period. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Yeah. It's so true. And and honestly, 
you know, like I said, it's been almost seven years since I started my business. And I just recently just finally, quote unquote, hired someone. And here I am mm-hmm. again, kind of like justifying it. It's hard to right. like own it and say, right. oh, I actually hired someone. I'm paying yes, her a monthly, like a monthly yes. salary, um, you know, and so it's it's hard to get to that point where you're like, shit, I'm doing this, you know, and um, mm-hmm. but it is very empowering to make that leap. And, and like you said, it gives you like the brain space to focus on other things. And, you know, and I, and I have noticed a shift in myself. I think that I'm taking myself more seriously since hiring someone. And it's also really inspiring to have someone to kind of like bounce ideas off of because Mm -hmm. we oftentimes were like, if we're doing it all by ourselves, we're just in our own head, (laughs) like constantly questioning our own ideas. But when we have someone else to kind of give feedback and, you know, give us their thoughts from an outsider's perspective or like a consumer's perspective, it can be so valuable. For sure. And I employ that person as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In two capacities, in her own business and as a spray tan artist um, working at Recreating Rave. And I love that she has stepped out and done her own thing too. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's inspiring to me to see younger women like yourself and like her taking a chance on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't do it until I was in my late thirties. Yeah, And I think about, you know, all the things I could have done, but you know what, that's just wasted time. Like yeah. I, I'm focused on what I'm doing now and I wouldn't trade the wisdom for anything. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love that you say that too. You know, there's obviously no magical timeline or, you know, certain age that we need to do things by. But I no. think, you know, Ethan is a huge supporter. My husband is a big supporter mm-hmm. of what I do, but he's also like, you're, you're only 29. You have so much time to do things, you know, yeah. cause I'm like, I, I want to do everything now. Right. But, and so it's, it's tricky to find that balance because yes, there is time, but like, is there, you know, life right. is short and it's like, we, we need to go for the things that, that make us happy and fill us up and that we want to be spending our time on. Um, so it, it's hard. Oh yeah. I will get into that. <laughs> I will get into that. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, go ahead and go get into that. What, what do you have to say uh, on that specifically? Well, I think that, you know, when we talk about taking chances and taking risks, there are calculated risks and there are dumb risks. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm kind of frankly, I've done more than my fair share of dumb risks yeah. because I'm just naturally a risk taker. My husband is very type A <laughs> and he is not that person. And so he has really balanced me out a lot over the last 10 years. But I think that, you know, as you start to let go of a little control and you start to see all these things come back to you tenfold. It becomes so much easier to trust and believe that we're just being taken care of. And, you know, my husband actually just quit his job a month ago in corporate America to come work with me in recreating race um, because we are launching a new retail side of the business, um, more retail products, all of these things. Anyway. you know, that was a huge, massive risk for us. That was where I can go off on an insurance tangent for ages, um, which I won't do because when you're in your mid forties and you're paying for insurance yourself, it ain't cheap. Um, but the thing that I think I want everybody to know and recognize 
is to take a step back, think about what you're afraid of, um, especially when it comes to like quitting a full-time job and pursuing your side hustle or whatever, and maybe hiring people. What is your biggest fear? Most people, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. Okay, what does that look like? What does failure look like? Does that look like, you know, I, me sitting on my couch crying because I'm making $100 in a week? That could have been failure. Yeah. It very easily could have been failure for me. But I had someone to prop me up in that moment. But when you flip the script and you say, okay, so me, for instance, it then meant tucking my tail between my legs, going back to my full-time job on a part-time basis mm-hmm. and figuring it out. Yeah. And, you know, when my husband, when we started talking about him quitting his corporate job that he was miserable at, you know, it's terrifying. Yeah. But at the same time, what is the absolute worst thing that happens? Right. Like, um, we start to deplete our savings and we say, okay, this isn't working Time out. Right. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. It's most likely not going to look like us living in a tent by the river, <laughs> but that is what everybody builds up in their brain. Yeah. It's just such an, an all consuming fear of failure, but most people can't even like nail down what that failure looks like. Yeah. And then when they start to look through that and say, you know, as I said to my husband, I'm like, okay, so, you know, we get three, six, nine, 12 months from now, and we're maybe spending a little more money of our savings than we had planned or whatever. You can go look for a job. Yeah. You can get a part-time job. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, work for yourself doing your own thing. There's a million, especially today. Yeah. There there is no limit to the things you can do to make money. Yeah. And so I think that we have just all been raised in a way that we're so afraid of betting on ourselves. Yeah. And um, so we get into this routine of just thinking that the world is going to collapse around us. Mm -hmm. And when you take a step back and you really think about, okay, what is the absolute worst case scenario here? the likelihood of that worst case scenario happening is almost zero. Right. But it's all we can think about. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever think about what all the amazing things that could happen. So true. We get so focused on the negative. So So true. And, And it's like when we have the time and the brain space and the capacity to really give it our all, Mm -hmm. the chances of the the worst case scenario happening are a lot lower (laughs) than, you know, than they probably were previously. So thin that you can't, you get burnt out. You don't even want to do it anymore. You know, I had a few times where it's like, I just don't even want to do this anymore. I want to go sit in a cubicle. I want somebody to tell me what to do every day. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make any decisions, you know, for fear of making the wrong one. You know, I just wanted to go be an employee and there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Zero. Right. You know, this life is not for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) and so, you know, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. But I think that, you know, if you, if you are scared, just sit there and think about what is the, what am I so afraid of? Am I afraid of being embarrassed? 
of my friends thinking that I'm not successful, of my mm-hmm. parents not being proud of me. What is the root there? Yeah. It's a heck of a lot deeper than I might fail. So true. Absolutely. And like you said, we've all been raised in a way and, you know, no shame. Like, it's not like my parents. My parents have always been so supportive and believed right, in me. me and too. I feel like a, a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because of their support. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know not everyone has had that experience. And so sure. it is really challenging for people to take that leap and to bet on themselves and to believe in themselves. And for people who maybe are juggling maybe a full-time job and a side hustle, I do think that to some extent, obviously, it does require some level of planning, some level of support, you know, having a support right, system in place. Sure. Like you mentioned, he had the the health insurance at the time. Um, you know, so having some of those boxes checked is definitely important. But at the same time, you know, I think sometimes we're ho- holding ourselves back more than we should be, you know, on certain things. So and like you for said, sure. this entrepreneur life isn't for everyone. So can you talk <laughs> no. a little bit about, you know, some of the, the hardest parts about it, but what you love about it and some of the best parts? Well, what I love about it is creating something that means something to other people. Mm-hmm. That has been the most rewarding part of this journey for me and creating a place where women want to work. Yeah. I mean, employing women who are happy and love coming to work every day. You know, I worked in a job where I woke up every day and I didn't want to go to work. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought like, what is the polar opposite of that? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want to create. I want to create a place where I would want to work and where I would feel valued. And I do value my employees and my team. These girls, you know, I say it to them and to the whole world all the time. This business ceases to exist without them. And I know that. And I try to reward them financially and with time and by listening to them and doing little fun things for them throughout the year. I try to be the kind of person that, you know, I always wanted somebody to be for me. Yeah. But, you know, that is by far the most rewarding thing for me. Um, And to see an idea that I had come to where we are today, a decade later, with two locations, we'll probably have three to four in the next few years. And, you know, maybe a licensing program, maybe a business coaching side. I don't know. I have no idea what the future holds. But to see these things that I never could have fathomed happening Mm -hmm. in my life is the most rewarding feeling. It makes all of the sleepless nights because there have been more than (laughs) I could ever count. Yeah. Um, it makes it all worth it. But at the same time, being responsible for other people's livelihoods is very stressful. Yeah. You know, and especially, you know, in the pandemic, we got shut down. Mm-hmm. It was our during our busiest time of the year. There was so much uncertainty. I had to lay people off for the first time in my life. I didn't know what, you know, I will never forget being like, okay here's who you called to collect unemployment. I guess I don't know anything about this, you know? Um, And then we ended up being closed for nine weeks. And then even when we reopened, I mean, it was slow. Nobody was going anywhere or doing anything. They didn't care if they were tan. Right. And so, you know, all of 2020 was a real eye-opening, life-changing experience for me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, you know, being the hardest part is being responsible for other people's well-being. It's one thing to be responsible for yourself, but when you start hiring people, and especially people who work for you full time, and this is their only source of income, yeah, um, it's it's stressful. But it's the flip side is also the best side, yeah. you know. And then, like I said, creating a place where women feel valued, whether they work there or they're coming there to get a spray tan, is the best part of what we do. Yeah. Well, you are just so inspiring. And this Mm -hmm. conversation was, I got goosebumps multiple times because I just, I knew that you would have so much amazing wisdom to share and, you know, so much good life experience and business experience. And it truly, again, as someone who is making big leaps in their own business, it's, it's really helpful to hear all of the, you know, advice and tips that you have for, for people in my shoes. And you well, I'm are always here for you girls because <laughs> I, I have no that. shortage of experience at this point. Yeah. Well, and it's just incredible to, again, to watch you grow personally and professionally and, and just like you said, all the things that are to come in the future, you have so many Mm -hmm. big ideas and dreams. And, you know, I'm just proud of you for going for them. And I think this will be very inspiring for anyone listening today, you know, wanting to pursue maybe their own business goals and dreams. So sorry, did you have something else you wanted? to? No, I was going to say, for me, those dreams change daily. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, what I said today could be completely out the window tomorrow. So you just never know. Hey, that's okay. It's good to be, uh, you know, resilient and be and flexible. Yes, flexible. <laughs> that's a, a great, a great word for it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Well, this has been so helpful. I like to round it out at the end. I like mm-hmm. to ask everyone, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I think this goes back to um, talking about what's the worst thing that could happen and. Um, when I was 21 years old, I was faced with a personal dilemma and someone I barely knew said to me, um, don't wake up when you're 30 and wonder what if, and I laid in bed that night and I did not sleep. And the next day I made a life changing personal decision that changed the whole course of my life. And that one conversation has been a guidepost in my life for the last 25 years. And, um, you know, it became, don't wake up when you're 30 became, don't wake up when you're 40 and now (laughs) don't wake up when you're 50. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that for me, what that means is I will always try. Mm -hmm. I will never say I didn't try something. I will always be the person who says, Ooh, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Yeah, but I'll know and I'll have learned the lesson because I will have tried it. Yeah, and I'm maybe a little more of a risk taker than most people, but it has served me really well personally and professionally. And um, you know, so just don't say what if, like try it. Mm-hmm. And what is the worst that happens? Yeah, like I said, we we catastrophize so many things in our lives so um, true. that just really, frankly very, very rarely turn out that way, mm-hmm. but you just don't know what the upside could be yep. if you don't try it. So 
Don't so wake true. up when you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 <laughs> and wonder yeah. what could have been in your life. So Yeah. That hits home as I'm about to turn 30. <laughs> oh, girl, I don't even remember turning 30. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it is crazy. And the older you get, I think the more that you do, you know, you learn and you see things happen and you you do truly realize, you know, it's cliche, but life truly is short. And mm-hmm. it is so important to do things that you want to do and to tell people that you love them and, mm-hmm. you know, to enjoy your life. And I just... Trust. Yes. Trust that it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I think everybody's version of faith is different, but have some faith in yourself and have some trust in yourself mm-hmm. and it it will work out. Yeah. I've learned that one way or another, it yeah. works out. <laughs> it's so true. Gosh, well, this was so amazing. I just appreciate you so much and your time Thank and you. everything that you've shared today. It's just been so, so great. So last but not <laughs> least, will you please tell us where people can find you? Tell us, you know, all the places. Again, like I mentioned before, if you're not local to Kansas City where her studios currently are located, mm-hmm. um, then you may not be able to try her spray tans in person. But like she said throughout the interview, she has some incredible products that you can purchase online. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us all the places people can find you, whether they're local or not. So, you know, Instagram, everybody's fave. We're just yes. at recreating rays. We're at recreatingrays.com. If you want to book an appointment and come see us and hear all the fabulous things, you know, live <laughs> live that life that Shanna's been talking about. Yes. Um, and then shop recreatingrays.com is home to what will soon be our new e-commerce site that we are working on and we are launching for bronze Friday, which is, will we will be declaring bronze Friday, the Friday before Memorial day weekend, Ooh, forget yay. black Friday. That's so boring. Bronze <laughs> Friday is the kickoff of summer. Oh, and I love that. Um, so we're hoping to launch that day and yeah, it's going to be big for us. And then um, if you want to follow me personally, I try to throw a lot of my, life out there but you know I quit drinking a couple of years ago that has been transformational for me so it's mm-hmm. at Shauna Dexter S-H-O-N-N-A so amazing yes and I know we had I knew we would have so much to cover today I'm like we could talk for a whole another hour it literally <laughs> about so many things maybe we'll have to do a part two someday there you go um, maybe. but yes watching you in your personal growth these past couple of years has been truly amazing and um Thank and you. I think once again it just goes to show you know, we don't have to be 25. That isn't our prime. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's too late. And um, it's never too late to like literally feel like your best self. And you, Mm -hmm. you've just been amazing to watch. So I appreciate you you. sharing that journey because I think it's been, it's probably been really eye-opening for other people to kind of assess their own personal relationship with alcohol. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people struggled with specifically during COVID pandemic. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think something that I could talk about that for hours as well. So yeah. part two. <laughs> yes, definitely. We'll have to, to do a part two. I would love to, to dive into that too. Um, amazing. Well, I will, of course, I'll make sure to, to drop all of her information in the show notes for you guys. So you can just easily click the links um, and go follow or book an appointment or buy a product or something um, so you can be beautifully bronze as well. Um, And just thank you all so much for listening. I hope you benefited from it just as much as I did. And we will talk to you next time. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.